This is Biz, and if hosting One Bad Mother for over 10 years has taught me anything, it's that parenting is hard and nobody gives a shit. So belly up to the low bar, where fine is good enough and you'll never feel alone. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we've picked up a weirdo. We hang out at the low bar with the founder of Gonzo Parenting, Jay Rook. Everyone with me is Jay Rook, a writer, healer, and mentor who founded Gonzo Parenting and the subsequent podcast and book. He also is a former attorney, restaurateur, and business coach. Welcome, Jay. Low bar in the house. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you and your guest today. <laughs> Good. I got to start by asking who lives in your house. Lovely. It is uh, myself, my wife, Alice, and then eight-year-old boy-girl twins, Calvin and Daphne. Twins. And, and a whole bunch of dust, if that counts as a fifth yeah, uh, oh, resident. You know what? I can tell you, I constantly am yelling about dust. And I got two kids, three cats, husband, myself. And yeah. my husband's always like, yeah, you know, there are a bunch of us here and our, <laughs> our bodies are just constantly making dust. And I'm like, gross and so true. Gross. Like, totally. Just stop moving for like yes. just 24 hours so that it's not raining human debris on me. That would be great. Okay, before we get into Gonzo Parenting and how it started, I just, when somebody says that they're a healer, and I would like to start by saying, no one's ever put that in their bio before. I am dying to know what that means. Awesome. I, I appreciate the opportunity. So uh, I don't know if that got slipped in by me or a, a smarter branding team than I did. Uh, that, that's probably something that I've been trying to wordsmith forever into my business coaching aspects. And uh, I've just never figured out how. And so as it relates to uh, kind of my day job, it would be around helping people kind of shed prior identities, come into better alignment with themselves starting to drop some of those old narratives and uh, getting back into their flow and mojo. And so the, the healing that comes with that. And then oftentimes, like a, a lot of the unintentional stuff that we picked up either from our parents or from society that we're still playing out, you know, decades later. And all of a Over. sudden, someone's like, hey, I noticed when you say X, you do Y. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've been doing that since whenever. And there we go. <laughs> How many times do they just wind up punching you in the face when you point out their foibles? That's why I, I was very happy with COVID and the virtual. Like yeah. I've had a, a lot less deviated septum since that. So <laughs> I love it. Well, okay. But I mean, like that is a very profound thing that you're doing. So have you done it to yourself? What'd you have to shed? What did you uh -huh. have to shed, Jay? Yeah, exactly. So, so we, this is like a seven hour podcast, right? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yep. Go for it. Totally. Uh, that was actually my path. It was kind of figuring out my own healing. And then so went through the whole thing, um, you know, call it early 20s onward, you know, kind of really going deep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 46 now for those counting at home. And, <laughs> and then later in life, I, I realized I just didn't love or fit into anything corporate. And so here I am like, what is wrong with me? I'm smart. You know, former attorney, all these accolades, yeah. the world's looking at me like, why can't you get your shit together? And I'm just like, well, this is meaningless to I me. I hate it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel my soul die a little bit right. each day when I turn my computer on. Okay. If you listen really carefully, you'll hear it screaming. Totally. Oh, my yeah, soul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, and it got, that got to the point sometimes, uh, I don't know the uh, the term for like that, that chronic PTSD, but like the phone would ding yeah. and it'd be that instinctive cringe of like, fuck, what now? What now? <laughs> Embracing for impact. So anyhow, realize that for myself, my 
sort of, let's call it full expression of me needed to involve entrepreneurship and creative uh, in some form or another. So made the brilliant idea to try to launch a restaurant, which yeah. quickly turned into an that's involuntary easy. nonprofit. I was going to say, that's easy, Jay. Restaurants, totally. if I know anything yeah. about restaurants, and I only know about restaurants from my 11 years waiting tables and bartending, that is an sometimes difficult environment to start and man maintain. 100%. I would say you don't need to hire a business coach to say don't no. open a restaurant, don't right? Open a restaurant. <laughs> and so like, again, if I could put this on my, uh, my about section of the webpage, it would be like something like, hire me because I have fucked up more than anyone else has right. along the way, but I've done it with introspection and deliberation. So here's what I learned out of it. Right. And, and so I've that kind learned. of became exactly. I'm a learner. Yes. Brandon, like, I'm a learner. I'm a trier, a doer, and yep. then a learner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So where in that timeline did you have kids? Uh, so this would have been 2015. I was probably halfway through my sort of coaching career at that point in time, like maybe five, six years in. Yeah. And how old were the kids then? So they were that was when they were born. So born, around, sorry, yeah. Two, okay. So 2015. You know what's extra hard is kids, yep. twins infants, young, and then massive career life changes. 100%. Uh, you might as well right. throw in a move while you're at it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You might as well throw in a move. Maybe a surgery. Maybe <laughs> yep, <laughs> something. Yep. So you started Gonzo Parenting with a Facebook yep. group. Now, I mean, One Bad Mother is very familiar with the Facebook groups. We also have one very specific set of rules. Don't be a jerk. Don't assume people are being a jerk. Yeah. Make sure you state if you want advice or if you're just ranting, Venting, like all yeah, this good sure. stuff. And ever since it started 100 years ago, I keep thinking I'm ready at any minute. Everybody needs to grab their parachutes because we could just pull the plug on I this know, because right? the Internet's a horrible place. Totally. And Facebook groups really can be just cruel Yep. And horrible, and I am not above pulling a plug on shit if the growth is not, if people aren't trying to work through it, right? Yeah. Like, if I have um, to start to admin post, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, how <laughs> how did Gonzo start? And tell us about the evolution of that because we always need another place to go hang out and exactly. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I, I would say like the joking uh, uh, byline for our Gonzo Facebook community is like the land of misfit parents. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. so the, the way that this happened, it, you know, not dissimilar to the, the whole cooking thing earlier, where uh, most recipes uh, that are new occur by accident, this whole thing kind of happened by yeah. accident. So it's uh, it's March 2020, and I've got like this fairly like businessy business coaching yep. offering. So, so I realized that, you know, once I had left corporate, I, I sort of created another corporate for myself, and I was yeah. still not, you know, full expression of myself. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to go uh, deep dive on this and bring in more of my spiritual side, which was like a big, like vulnerable, courageous leap at that time. It felt like we're all going to laugh at you type of thing. <laughs> and, and what I was trying to make the Plug case it for, up, Jay. Oh. Totally, totally. Exactly. People are like, I hung out with you until three in the morning. What are you talking about spiritual? I'm like, well, there's, there's the morning though. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and kind of tying it into entrepreneurship, what I was realizing was that that whole personal development, spiritual growth, and entrepreneurship kind of all overlapped together. And, and the process was very interwoven. So that was kind of what I wanted to 
push for was saying, listen, if, if you're trying to uh, pursue entrepreneurship uh, as your soul's expression, I'm the guy you want to work with and roll that in. So that was going to be launched on like March 22nd. I'm in Sonoma, California. Yeah. So we get shut down. And so I'm just like, great. So that's not happening. And uh, I had put a lot of hope into that. And, oh, you put a lot of hope into it. That was going to be like the oh. thing, that the big thing. That's the, oh, you're All not a theater major too, are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally, totally. I, I got to tell you guys, everybody just really, I wish everybody could see Jay's face as he says, I put a lot of hope into that. Like that is, that is just a beautiful phrase. And like, I immediately understand. Thank you. Yeah, I immediately am like, oh, no. I mean, yes, and. Uh, yeah. So, all right, a lot of hope. My wife has, you know, corporate job, benefits, insurance, all that good stuff. So obviously made sure, made sense to have her rocking along. And then I was just like, well, who's seriously launching businesses right now? So I don't know, I've widened way back on this and uh, and hang for a bit. And a couple of things that I discovered. Number one, and I think this is one of those podcast audiences where I can say this, I don't like young children. Yeah, no, young all. children are very, very hard. Totally. I'm also not a fan. Still, still. Yeah. And then social sort of connection is my lifeblood uh, to everything and uh, all that. So, so, so picture me, you know, sitting in the house with, with two five-year-olds all day long. Dad, this, dad, this, dad, that. The depression of my job stuff yeah. not working out. The whole world is falling apart. Uh, as a father, you know, very much or manly, sort of very much stripped of like uh, hopeful identities yet again. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? So uh, I, I basically started to lose it and started to write on Facebook a lot about it, which is obviously what you do. That's what you do. Hey, no, I get, oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, this is basically free <laughs> online therapy. Why don't I tell the world what's yeah. going on inside? No one will possibly <laughs> respond negatively to me. Totally, right? <laughs> so I'm sharing my dumpster fire. And uh, for me, it's just catharsis. I've got to get it yeah. out of me. And at that point in time, uh, I didn't realize how much I loved sort of storytelling writing. So I started to blast all this stuff out. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'll give you an example. In my business coaching world, if I put my best, most like thoughtful post out there, I'd get three clicks. And one would be from my mother and one would be from my wife. Right. On this one, I'd talk about how my kids just shit in their diapers and threw them down the heat register. And yeah. I've got 150 likes, 200 comments, yeah. and it's just going crazy. So, yeah. so I keep laying it on. And, and where I knew I was on to something is this particular day. And it was awesome because I was particularly down in the dumps as well. And get a text or a message from this woman that I'm friends with. And she's like, hey, I just want you to know, keep this up. You're getting me through this. And then I got yeah. another one that day. And a, a woman said, I want you to know we don't know each other, but I go to my bathroom three times a day to check to see if you've posted yet. And this is what's getting me through it. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh. Maybe we're on to something here. And so it was kind of this irreverent parent thing where it was okay to put crazy out on your porch and talk about it and not be the perfect parenting shaming and all that stuff. And kid just puked on me and I, you yeah. know, all that stuff. My body doesn't work like it used to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It is an amazing revelation when you discover that all the stuff we're supposed to not talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, talking about narratives. I mean, parenting is like a narrative it's quilt, ripe. like sure. so much. And the moment we start sharing and and this is the, the key, and you know this probably from your listeners and the people who respond to you, the responding without judgment, the responding with, 
you know, how could you let your children throw shit? How could you even let them shit in a diaper? Oh, okay, no, exactly. That, well, you were doing a horrible job as a parent, right? Like, <laughs> was it an somebody, organic diaper? Somebody would do that. What? What was in that poop? <laughs> right? Like, I, you know, if they had been eating organically, or you had literally never stopped touching them, then yes. none of this would have ever happened, right? But instead, it's oh, oh, I am not. For us, it's the poop in the tub. I mean, oh my God, I'm so sorry, everybody. I've talked about this fucking poop in the tub so much recently, and I really apologize. And we're way past it. No one's pooping in the tub anymore. But that moment where they do, you didn't know that was ever going to happen. No. And and you get in the tub later. And like, <laughs> but like every parent, I don't know anybody yet who hasn't. Right, and you, you who, don't demo the tub. <laughs> no, yeah, you, exactly. You're not like, well, the single the use. Tub's out. That's right. The couch gone. The tub gone. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Yeah, I know. Nope. Back seat you of the just, car. Oh. Yeah, oh my god. Front seat of the car. You just get used to the smell. Sure. For me, the community that came out of one bad mother, and and for you, it's the things came out of the community. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think about how much I've. Like I've learned and how much it's helped me not just be a better parent, but in general, be a better person. So I want to ask you sort of a two-part question. And I think about how our our groups grown and, you know, there's subgroups and blah, 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 blah. How has the group evolved and how have you evolved as a result of the group? Good questions. So the group has evolved in this way. One of the parts that I I loved about the group that just, again, fell in my lap accidental, they kind of got that tone straight out of the gate because, you know, and and we're such an acquired taste of humor (laughs) that if this was open to the general public, I would be adminning nonstop. But these are the folks that like wanted to come in so they could say fuck about parenting and, you know, all that other stuff and and, uh, light it up. So so what was lucky is that we, we went from, zero to 1500 in the first three weeks, yeah. which was sweet, stalled after that, but but sweet to get that push. And they, that kind of, um, they started posting enough where it set the the flavor. And, yeah. and so yeah. the, um, that was great for me. I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to really cultivate this a ton more. And then the way I think that evolved, and, and this was like one of those like, oh, you know, tear in the eye, bless your heart type moments. As it went on, they really started supporting each other. Yeah. And in the most beautiful ways, like and the best part was strangers supporting each other. You know, yeah. There's lots of friends in the group, but like, you know, when, when a non-friend mom is being like, hey, I just want you to know I see you today and don't yeah. quit and this and that. And if you want to DM me here, I'm at, and you know, whatever it is. And I was just like, oh, cool. To your point around how awful the internet can be for yeah. this one little glamorous second, it was the opposite. And, and so I've, I've loved that aspect of it. And then as far as my evolution, I feel like it's really stepping into fatherhood more as a, mm. as a father identity. And, and I was raised only child by a single mom. So like not having that dad structure of it. And then if you look at modern landscape, you know, it's so crazy fluid around like, what's a man these days? What is dad these days? And, and then there's all like, you know, obviously we want to move off of 1950s, you know, paternal dad as well. And, and so this whole, where am I? What's right? Super easy. Yeah, Just, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so you to your don't point, know how to do it. Oh my exactly. God, <laughs> I, I think it's the world's greatest cosmic joke because like once you're in the club, you're like, wait a minute, how did nobody tool up anything for this? Like, oh, we spend four years and a hundred grand, you know, to, to get a, a degree in something that you probably don't yeah. use half the time. And, and no like, one has told you about the poop. 
No, right? I'm going like, to do a few podcasts and have the kid. We're good. Right. They never, they never tell you that you're going to want to like scream in your child's face and you have to sit and control it and hold it. And, and, and they're going to just walk away and be fine. And you are going to like, uh, just like another hump gets added to your like emotional posture. Like it's, totally. and you're just lucky if you can figure it out and that's <laughs> rare. So yeah. then if, if we, if we aren't sharing it, then you're going to feel like you're a hundred percent alone and that you're isolated. horrible. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. And you're not. Yes. Yeah. No. And I, 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 I think that... some people are horrible. Jay. <laughs> they are. That's you're right. Not, that's right. not who we're talking about. Here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying earlier, you know, you, you say something about diapers and all of a sudden everyone's on your case. And so during those initial years of me making some of those edgier posts and getting some flack from like, let's call it the more center of uh, the, the, the softer mindedness around parenting that wasn't fully getting the humor. And I'd be weighing my head and I'm like, oh, you know, was that uh, irresponsible or unsafe or am I bad? Da, da, da. And then I'm like, wait a minute. No, fuck this. And, and making sure that it was aligning with my, my parenting tellers, right. whatever that is, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm not out of character or out of integrity, uh, but, but it, it helped me shape some of the boundaries of my fathering as far as choosing what types of things I wanted to buy into and what types of things I was like, no, we're done with that. And that's not going to be yeah. done in this house type of thing. That's a hard process in its own right. You know, like it's because no matter what we're choosing or picking for ourselves, setting for ourselves, that's not always what people see yeah. outside. People see you and they come up with all of their you know, whatever assumptions fit best, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that mom can do everything. That dad is a, you know, doesn't care. That, sure. you know, oh, he's, she's pushing too hard. Oh, she's not <laughs> pushing enough, right? And you're like, oh my, or, you know, the, she can just do everything. I'm like, yep. no, she is crying in front of the sink. I guarantee you. Totally. When, when you're saying like humps on the back, I feel like that parenting soul, you know, that archetypal image of the, of the old woman with yeah. the, the handkerchief on her head and she's got the cane. Yeah, you know, inside yeah. that's how everyone is. That's right. <laughs> she she only had one kid. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it, that kid was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever caught yourself getting like super judgmental of other parents at the playground or like a school function? Like, like you say, you're going through all that yeah. stuff. Like, but that's just it. Is that doing all this, like doing years of doing this and talking to people and the group, I have become so much. I mean, do not get me wrong. Every once in a while, I'm like, you're a total asshole. Sure. But things that I was very high and mighty about early on, I have been knocked way down. My favorite example is there's nothing that irritates me more than people who leave their grocery carts just in the parking lot, yeah. right? Like, I just can't stand it. And then there was one day where I was football carrying my youngest out screaming Yep. While I'm pushing the cart and my other's with me. And I was like, fuck this cart. <laughs> like like, like it did something it, to you, right? Yeah. I was like, I can't return this cart. This cart. And now I'm like, oh boy, I just assume every cart that's out there is because somebody's kid was ethically melting down and they just wanted to get home. And I will take your cart back for you. Yes. Right? Like there are plenty of times, and I'm sure you feel the same way, that it would be great to not be so clued in on so much parenting. Yeah. But I do think the benefits 
outweigh that sometimes. A hundred percent. You know, my favorite line that I love to use is if you've ever chatted with anybody prior to yourself having kids and you're like, oh, especially the, the young parents are like, oh, you know, as you're, like whatever that first couple and your, your set of friends that had the kids, yeah. like, hey, what's parenthood like? And they're like, oh, you know, it's all right. Like we're tired and, you know, we haven't been out in about 18 months and yeah. uh, he stopped golfing and I stopped working out and we don't have sex anymore. And the kid's like 24 <laughs> seven. But you know, it's good though. It's good. It's good. I, I, I yeah. wouldn't change anything for the world. And that's how every single one of those conversations yeah. go. And none of us listen. No. Oh no, you know that. Well, that's a lesson you have to hold on. Cause you're going to tell your kids things totally. as they get older. And they're like, I'll see like words coming out of my mouth, but I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're still going to do it. You're yep. still going to go out with some idiot. You're still going to get shit face drunk. You are going to touch the stove. You are going yep. to put a grocery cart in front of your car and drive it across a parking lot at 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm not saying I did that. I'm just saying I can tell you not to because it's going <laughs> to hurt your car, but you're still going to do it. Yes. Right. Like it doesn't matter. And also I've just started telling people, the people like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm awful. I am tired. <laughs> like, I mean, the kids are all fine and stuff, but as a result, that is because that's chipping away at me, brother. 100%. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The giving tree. <laughs> yeah. The fucking giving tree. I fucking hate that book. <laughs> like, somebody should have let that tree just be for God's sake. Right? That kid never appreciated that tree. <laughs> totally. Selfish bastard. Selfish tree. Uh, I'm just going to turn you into a chair and sit <laughs> on you. All right. That feels like a good place for us to move into some genius and fails. Yes. So everybody stick around. We're going to be right back. One Bad Mother is supported in part by StoryWorth. Father's Day is coming. And whoever you like to celebrate and acknowledge for that day, it might be fun to find out something you didn't know about them. Get to know them better with StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or father figure connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Look, every week, StoryWorth emails them a thought-provoking question of your choice. After a year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book. Give all the dads in your life a unique, meaningful gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash badmother. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash badmother to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash badmother. You probably already have a favorite animal. Maybe it's a powerful apex predator like the tiger or a cute and cuddly panda. And those are great. But have you considered something a little more unconventional? Could I perhaps interest you in the Greenland shark, which can live for nearly 400 years? Or maybe the jewel wasp who performs brain surgery on cockroaches to control their minds? On Just the Zoo of Us, we review animals by giving them ratings out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Listen with friends and family of all ages to find your new favorite animal with Just the Zoo of Us on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. We're back. (laughs) Jay! I'm very excited to have you sharing Genius and Fails, and... I I get to listen to people share genius and fails every week. So again, I am a humble, humble person. But I'll start us off with the genius. And I'm just going to let everybody know this is a two-parter. My genius does become a fail. But the genius in the pre-fail universe, where I'm feeling very good about myself, we got some sort of free news magazine for kids. I'm sure it's because I ordered a scholastic book at some point in time. Shows up in the mail and we leave it for Ellis who likes to read with breakfast. And Ellis is like, this is so fascinating. And we're talking about like primaries and like, I'm like, oh, primaries. And like, these are the candidates and these are, what? Steph and I are like looking at each other over the table. Yeah, we are the best. Parents, this is so good. I mean, we didn't do anything. We just gave the kid the magazine. But Ellis is loving it. Breakfast (laughs) is lovely. They are saying this is going to be the best day ever. Ta-da, that's it, guys. That's my genius. Genius, I like it. Thank you. Thank you. We took something that just came free. We didn't really read it in advance, and we gave it to our child. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Like, I, I guess you're right. It, it is a low bar here. I'm yeah. impressed. Oh, I, I told walk you, over very this low one. bar. Joy. <laughs> Peaceful breakfast. We got it. All right. Genius. Genius. Genius me there, Jay. Okay. So here's the other thing that I think that no one thinks about uh, as, as parents. You go from like this lovely couple and it's, it's like, oh, what do you want to do this week? And I don't know. want to like sleep until one, get brunch, come back and screw all afternoon, yeah. <laughs> get drunk in the evening with all of our friends, screw yeah. again and sleep in the next day. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And then, and then so all of a sudden that goes away and you realize you become the shift from romantic partners to work partners. Yeah. And it's a whole different bag of worms. Like, like I would still choose my wife again as a romantic partner yes. and, you know, all that girlfriend type at level. Yes. But the the work partner, we are not as compatible. Like, like total different viewpoints. So I'm the minimalist and she's more on the hoarding end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. I know it's a tough combo. No, I live in that combo. Go ahead. So so there's, there's this constant like, they haven't played with this in blank number of months. Like, let's just get rid of it. No, they might use it someday back and forth. And now like the house is getting, it's growing. You know, the, the amount of square yeah. footage is shrinking. Yeah. And, and then like kids are getting upset and crying because they can't find the toy they actually want. So I'm like, you know what? This is over. Yeah, so this, uh, is <laughs> this is it. So Halloween's pretty big in my neighborhood. And so the deal is usually my wife takes the kids out trick-or-treating with uh, her girlfriends. And I camp out on the front porch yeah. uh, with my buddy drinking beers and giving away candies. Yes. So like I'm, I'm, I've got my plan in place. Nobody knows about this yet, but I am ready like a hawk. I've got all like it's like staging. I've got all the stuff that I want to get rid of lined up. The second she hangs a left down the driveway, yeah. post it on Facebook, and I am shuttling every single toy out of, out of the house that I can. <laughs> Both sides of the driveway from the sidewalk to my house, it's about you know five, four or five cars long of toys with a sign. Here's the great part. Right. With a sign that says, you only get candy if you take a toy. Oh, it's so 
gone. It was gone, all of it, within 20 minutes. And my favorite part was listening to some dad fight with his kid at the end of the driveway. And the, the kid's like, Dad, I won. And the dad's like, we have too much stuff already. We don't need more stuff. And I'm like, he's got to take it if he wants candy. Yeah, he wants. <laughs> I have no sympathy for you, other dad. <laughs> totally. totally. I can't even see you as human right now. It's just about me. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is genius. Thanks. That's really, very good. Thank you, thank you. Hi, Biz. This is a genius. I bought my kid a pair of shoes. They're really cute. They're pink sparkly boots. And they look so cute on on the website. And they showed up at my house, and I went to pull them out of the house, and they're not sparkly. They're glittery. Oh, no. And I, like you, am a glitter-free household. And I thought, I just spent $20 on these boots, and they're really cute. But no. So my happy ass got on the internet and said, how do I keep this glitter from, you know, destroying my house? And the internet said that there's this spray paint, triple thick, crystal clear glaze, and you can just spray it on anything. It's even like fabric or whatever. And it'll lock in glitter. And so I did it. And you know what? It worked. It worked. These things are no longer shedding glitter everywhere. So now my kid has a really super cute pair of pink glittery boots. And my house isn't going to have a damn speck of glitter on it. So, um, thanks. For right this moment, I'm doing a great job. And so are you. Oh, my God. You're a genius. And I feel like there, I feel like even when like kid art comes back into the house, you should spray that too. You should spray, you go into the beach, spray it before that sand. I mean, yeah, sand will always be sprayed to your children's feet or towel, but it won't be on the floor, right? What do you think about this, Jay? Is this not genius? I I love it. I would go one step further and I'd get a can of spray paint and I would graffiti GFH on the front door of the house, letting everyone know this is a glitter-free household. So step it up before you come in. Yeah, I probably would come up with something else for what the GFA stood for, (laughs) but... I agree. No glitter. I would be spraying kids' shoes as they came into my house. I just, right? I just, It'd be like, you know, you know how people use the spray bottle with water, like when cats yeah. are doing stuff? Yeah, so you spray your kid no with glitter. glitter spray paint? <laughs> no glitter. No glitter. Yeah, I fucking hate glitter. Glitter, uh, sand, stickers. Just fucking not allowed. No, no. Those are going everywhere. Rocks. Forever. These are all <laughs> things People really should have warned us about. Well, you're doing an amazing job. Failures. All right. Like I said, beautiful morning. Reading the news. Stefan and I high-fiving. Stefan's in the kitchen cleaning up. Ellis is still reading at the table. I'm sitting on the couch. Beep, boop, boop. Checking my email. Do I have a little coffee? And then I see Ellis. It, it, It looked like the magazine had burned him he threw it with like that sort of response like an electrical shock or burning he throws it and proceeds to have a full meltdown of despair and i think oh i bet i know there's something in this about like an animal okay because ellis jay you don't you don't know ellis ellis uh is incredibly empathetic to animals like won't uh, like like would you like a bunny cookie no okay would you like a cupcake with princess leia's face on it 
No, won't eat things with a face. And I don't just mean animals. I mean <laughs> sweets. Anyway, I go over, I pick it up. And there is a picture of a snail. This is Ellis's favorite creature. He loves snails. And the title is Prehistoric Man Ate Giant Snails. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I, step in, I put it down immediately. And I'm Alice, it's okay. I'm so sorry. You're, like, You're all right. You're right. All. And then Stefan comes over, like picks it up and looks at it. And Ellis proceeds to inform us that we have ruined his day. <laughs> Why would we? I should write a letter to this news science magazine about the science article that they have. That they should never have written this. I already done. I already did it. Yeah. I told them they are bad. Uh, and... I just thought, like, how was how were we to know? Totally. How were we to know? He's he's acting like you know you guys sat up late at night, being like, yeah. all right. And so then we're going to print this book. Oh yeah. And let's crush some snails on the front driver when he leaves to go to school. Yeah. He'll cry. Oh, for sure. I am so thankful we do not live in a balmy climate, and that child does not have to experience that nightmare. Right. I mean, it was, and that was it. The day was ruined. So all my fault. Not knowing yep. there was going to be an article about prehistoric snail eating. I am a monster. Bad mom. Bad mom. Yeah. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. All right. What you got? All right. All right. Is it is it that your your wife and children came home and were like, where are all the fucking toys? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> I don't know where they are. They're it's lost. A, right, right. So, but here's all the candy, like, like distraction. Yeah. Look at all the um, candy. So, I so, uh, you were talking about uh, some culinary stuff with palates for kids, I, I, but that whole changing thing. So, I'm a huge foodie. You know, having been culinary school in the restaurant, all that stuff, and I used to love to cook for my kids. And they were eating everything for the first few years, like like Wasn't you know nice? Indian food and this and that. I'm like, they had eaten more ethnicities of food by age four than I had when I was 25. Right. And then all of a sudden, the switch flips, and they're like, "This is shit. I yeah, don't like this." this. Literally, Glad the hollandaise sauce is broken. Take it away. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You've given them a really high bar of right? like food. So that's the hollandaise. Okay. So, so I'm all about like, no, you're eating this. So, so this past weekend we go out to the coast and, and do this RV trip and having a blast. And we go to, you know, one of those sort of like oceanside seafood shack type places where everything's awesome and just out of yeah. the ocean. So I uh, get some, so they all order their stuff and I get uh, six half dozen raw oysters. And I said to my daughter, I'm like, Hey, you know, you want to try one? And she's like, yeah. My, I asked my son, he's like, no way. Yeah. So she, she takes it in and, and goes for it. And then like maybe two seconds into getting it into her mouth, she makes the face where it looks like she's just sniffed ammonia. Oh. And I'm just like, so what's oh, the no. deal? And she's like shaking her head side to side. <laughs> and my like and my best like 1950s paternal father knows best voice. I'm just like, it's okay if you don't like something, but once we put it in our mouth, we have to eat it, right? <laughs> so so this goes on for a few. I tilt my head to the side, she shakes no again. And then oyster juice starts trickling out of the corner of her mouth. And I'm just like, come on, we're in a restaurant. I'm like, this is inappropriate. I'm like, just swallow it and let's move on. And so like she, she swallows. And as I watch like the gulp go down the throat, I, I throw in another little more for extra. Now that wasn't so hard, was it? Um, the hubris gods were on me in oh, yeah. seconds. She reflexively vomits yeah! all over <laughs> <laughs> And I've got my wife giving me the 
Are you happy now? Yes! Are you happy now? Look. <laughs> well, father knows best. Totally. totally. <laughs> Way to ruin $18 worth. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could have been enjoying that oyster. <laughs> exactly. So that that's my uh, my fail story. Oh, that's that is multi layer. Thank you. Wow. I mean, you're doing a hor horrible job just <laughs> setting tone, boundaries, examples, right? uh, all of those things. Yep. Shame, shame on you. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it on the internet, everybody. Yeah, Let's exactly. tear them apart on the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> At Jay Rook should be replaced with a cow to do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hi, I'm calling with a fail. My four-year-old loves Halloween and he says that he likes spooky and scary and he likes spiders and ghosts and zombies and he wants to be a scary clown for Halloween and uh, every night I tell him a story like I just make one up and he said mama you tell me a scary story and I was like okay sure and he had just been bickering with his brother and so I made up a story. Oh, and we had also just learned what the word pounce meant. And so I made up a story about two brothers in a forest who were arguing, and they didn't notice a werewolf who was getting ready to pounce. And I, like, creeped my arm or my fingers along his arm. And then when I said the word pounce, I, like, you know, gestured, like, toward him. And he burst into tears, said it was too scary, mm. and cried and said he was going to have nightmares all night. Oh. So, <laughs> I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Anyway, um, don't believe your four-year-old when they say they want a scary story. <laughs> or don't be an idiot and mm. tell them a truly scary story. Uh, anyway, uh, I did a terrible job, and uh, you guys are doing amazing, and thank you for the hotline. And I love you. Bye. Yeah, you're doing a horrible job. What I really like is that, I, I, how scary was it? Like, I'm a little like, don't tell your kid a scary story. I'm like, was it really that scary? Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's, it, the fail here is that even the, like, lamest of scary stories, you've still ruined your child's sleep for, like, at least three years. Exactly. You know, like yeah. you think you have it and then suddenly you have to be in the next room until they're in high school when they go to sleep. I'm exactly. not saying I know that by experience. I'm just saying that what happens? It's like Halloween and you're like, here are all the spiders. There's all the scary. And you know, that's also going to backfire. Right. Right. Oh, and right before bed. Yep. Very insensitive. Yeah, you're doing, yes, you're very insensitive. That's right. Mm -hmm. Very, very insensitive. You did not read enough parenting books. <laughs> you're doing a horrible job. Jay, you're not doing a horrible job. You're doing a great job. Thank I'm you. so glad that you could join us. And I'm so glad you're out there with Gonzo Parenting, not only with the podcast, but you have this great book. All of these things are out there to make us feel better about the job that we're doing and that we're not alone. So thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. We had a blast writing the comic book. Like, I wouldn't, it's a comic book for adults, by the yeah. way. It sort of captures the pain of and laughter of parenting. <laughs> Jay, we're going to make sure that we link everybody up to the podcast. 
where they can find out information about the Facebook group and where they can get a copy of the book. It is a wonderful idea, guys. Father's Day is coming up. And as you know, we are big believers that fathers can have equally a horrible time accepting their reality as a parent, as moms. Thank you, Jay. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Electric E-Bikes. As you know already, Father's Day is coming up. Sure, you could give the father figure in your life the same old tie, pocket knife, or beer-themed apparel. But why not switch it up and give them a gift that they will want to use every chance they get? Electric e-bikes offer a wide range of customizable and adjustable e-bike options to accommodate an array of different lifestyles. It is so much fun to have this bike for a quick trip up to the library, a quick run to the store, or just to allow them to get out of the house. Plus, storage bonus, electric e-bikes are foldable and ship-free, fully assembled. Skip the played-out gifts for Father's Day and give the gift of adventure with electric e-bikes. Visit electricebikes.com to learn more and explore the epic models electric has to offer. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. I'm Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Scene, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says, that's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is, when, when they, they cry, cry unexpectedly. unexpectedly, yes, yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. <sighs> Feeling Seen comes out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. It is time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Calling with a rant that might just be crying. <laughs> it's the my husband's out of town on a business trip. He's coming back tomorrow, but it's been three days, and that doesn't even seem like it should be that much. But it's also the last week of school, and I have three kids. My oldest is fourteen, and my youngest is about to turn eight. And it feels like that should be easier. Ages for for you know temporarily solo parenting it, but for whatever reason, this one's just really hard. My, my youngest is just been going through some stuff this year and never wants to be at school, and has also just been sick for like a month now with, I don't really know what started out with a fever. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't strep. It wasn't, ironically, every time I get this child tested for strep, the doctors are like, well, the good news is it isn't strep. And I'm like, no, that's the bad news. If it was strep, you could give them antibiotics. 
and then they would get over it. Right. And instead it's just shrug. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It it started as an actual something, and it seems to have just evolved into a month of allergies, but they're just constantly sniffling and constantly coughing just a little bit and constantly complaining of a sore throat. And this week, of course, the last week of school, and they don't want to be there, mm-hmm. and they keep being like, well, I have, now I have a stomachache. Well, the nurse thinks it might be strep. Well, the nurse has suggested strep multiple times. I don't want to badmouth the nurse. The nurse at yeah. school is great. But she suggested strep multiple times, and it has not been strep any of those times. It's just been a mystery illness. And they're also having accidents, and they're almost eight. It just doesn't seem like that should be happening. And I'm starting to worry that it's like, like something wrong, like something's actually wrong. But I don't even know. I guess I can talk to the doctor about it tomorrow when I take them in for another strep test. But I'm just... And next week I'm out of town for a trip that I'm really excited about with my oldest child. But then the week after I, I get back and I have a weekend, like half a weekend, and my husband goes on another business trip. And then he gets back and we go on a family vacation. And I'm just looking down the barrel of all that. And it's like, and I wouldn't want to not do any of it, obviously, except his business trips. I would love for him to not do those. <laughs> but like, also, the dust is not going to settle for another month, and I feel like the dust hasn't settled for the last month anyway, because it's the last month of school, which is always a huge hassle. <sighs> I said, get off my chest. Thanks. really to just have the phone and come and take the job. <sighs> I hope you're having a better month, and best of luck to everybody else finishing out the school year. Hang in there, guys. Thanks. Bye. Okay, first, you are doing a really, really, really good job, okay? All right. End of year school stuff sucks, okay? I Like, I, <laughs> I, I know there are, like, two types of minds about the end of school. Some people love it. They are like, yay, school's out. I, my, we're going on a vacation. Or maybe they all have like summer camp booked. Like, I don't, I, maybe they just really like spending time with their children all the time. I don't know. But like, that's team one. And then the other camp is like my camp where I'm like, oh man, there goes our schedule. And I got kids who don't like camp. And also, the end of school, there are no routines. All routines are out the window. Everybody is, like, so hyped and not listening anymore in school. And teachers are the opposite of that. They are burned out. Is it a whole week? Is it a half day? Is it, we just got through the four-day weekend and I'm like, why didn't we just stop school? Nope. We're going to have four days this week and then like two and a half for one kid and three for another kid, but three and a half because like, is it a whole day? Is it a half day? Is it a special lunch day? I don't know. I don't remember what I'm supposed to send to school with my kids right now. It's a lot. So I just want to put that out there that that is its own special hell that you're in. Now, having older kids does not always mean that solo parenting is easier because it really depends on your kids. Ah! 
And so I see you with that. And you are correct. The dust hasn't settled. There's no settling. There's no, and once the dust does settle, it's a mess. Dust is horrible. It's everywhere. Your child's been sick for over a month. There is not, okay, look, let's just pretend everything else was normal in your world, whatever that looks like. Having a child with mystery illness and a change in their behavior, like the accidents and stuff, that is enough to ruin your sleep for a really long time. That's a good old-fashioned 2 a.m. wake up if you even went to sleep overthinking it, all right? And you're right. You know you're going to talk to your doctor about it. You're going to ask. It's not like you haven't put thought into all of these things. What I'm here to say is that the emotional work and the emotional worry of all of that, as well as the, oh, yay, vacation, yet yeah, still a lot of work to plan, especially if your partner is out of town right before you leave. That's you. That's on you to pack. That's on you to think about all the stuff. Yay, summer. I, like, yeah, no, this is, crying is the right response <laughs> to this set of circumstances. And I see you. In fact, I'm pretty sure everybody sees you out there. So you are not alone. You are doing a good job. And yay, summer. <laughs> oh, everybody, it's summer almost. I don't know. Depends on when you're listening to this. But here's the thing. Summer's coming. It's here. It's like right behind you ready to either be full of expectations that then get crushed or meeting those expectations and nailing it. I don't know. It's Summer break is like an extended holiday break. I just try and get week by week through it. And if we have one or two like, that was great. We were all emotionally stable and well that day and had fun. I will take that as a win. And for the rest of it, TV. <laughs> so, you know, however you're going to spend your summer, whether it is with very little kids or whether it is with middle-aged kids who, like, are too old to go to camp or too young to, like, I don't know, go to camp, or you have teens who don't want to spend any time with you but still need you to drive them places, it's summer. So I just want to say that I see you. You've got this. No bar is too low, so you're all doing a good job. And I'll see you at the low bar next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, my husband, Stephen Lawrence, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things. And of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. 
To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down Mama Blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down Mama Blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.